Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to The Millennial Divide, a podcast about navigating the millennial generation. We are three sisters in a few time zones. In this podcast, we go high, we go low, always very superficial, but sometimes with a deep dive. And we love to hear your thoughts. So join us on Insta, Facebook, tell us what you're thinking. We love to hear it. So I am Amy, I'm 37, and this week I literally am going on about two hours sleep. So if today goes a bit haywire or I suddenly just stop talking halfway through. Just give me a poke and I'll, I'll come back because I'm like a little wind-up doll. But, yeah, sleep is lacking this week. It's rough. I'm Ellen. I'm 33. And this week I'm impressed with how you whipped through that. Like you, you sound very perky. I, I've had a lot of coffee. <laughs> I literally have had about four coffees today. Amy's got an IV sticking to her arm. Yeah. <laughs> Espresso. And some heroin. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dimity. I am 28 years old and I'm keeping my mouth shut because I'm in Amsterdam unemployed and living a really nice life. It's almost summer here and I've had a visit to the park almost every day um, just because, just because it's there. Right. So, um, okay. this yeah. Be, this is Rapidly becoming a bitter divided. Mother. I'm going to Tuscany. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to Tuscany. That's it, though. That's the last thing I'm saying. Okay. okay. Well, this week we're not going to cover Dim's European exploits, but we will be covering lots. So we've got the election on Saturday in Australia. Dim, don't forget to vote. I've oh, done it already. Tuscany. Oh, you have. Do you know what? I'm so efficient. I went down to our little embassy and I've done it already. Oh, congratulations. Good job. Did they Thank do a you. sausage sizzle? I was furious because they did not. And do you know what? In Berlin, at the Berlin embassy in Australia, they, they did. They did oh, it there. Oh, the Dutch. I know. The I'm really upset by okay. that. Okay. Well, there's lots to talk about because there is a policies that uh, definitely impact millennials coming up. We've also got on Social Soup this week female traffic controllers. We're seeing a few more of them out there. What? Why? What is going on? And the Bitter Beauty Feud of 2019. Have you heard it? If you haven't, you will now because it is everywhere. We will be covering it. We've got quick fire recommendations and finally I will finish with a Zen mantra if I'm still awake. So let's kick into it. Right, L. I fought against this topic because I hate the election. Very much. It's so boring. But there are some policies that we should cover and we've got the next three years with whoever wins, so we probably should pay attention. So talk us through what is going on this week. Well, first of all, I loved how when you were divvying up the topic, you said, Elle, you can take the election. <laughs> generous. Very generous. At least I know it was a little bit more informed about how to vote because I've done an early vote. I feel very Ooh. prepared. Um, so this week there's been a huge policy announcement by the coalition targeted specifically on winning over the millennials. They must have listened to our last episode about how important we are. We have gone uh, big. 
This is called the First Home Loan Deposit Scheme. So the general idea about this is that the coalition has promised to help 10,000 first home buyers into the market by topping up their 5% deposits with a government guarantee for the 15% of the loan. So single people who earn 125000 or couples earning up to 200000 will be eligible if they have saved 5% of the value of the home. So this means at the moment you have to save up a 20% deposit, otherwise you have to get lender's insurance, which is very, very expensive, about $10,000. So this is pretty much saying, hey, all you need is 5%, we'll chip in the rest, so it means you don't have to get lender's insurance, so you can get into the market a bit quicker. But do they, they don't owe the government that, that's just a gift from the government? It's a gift from the government, yes, but only for 10,000 people. Oh, only for 10,000 people? At this stage, yeah. So Labor has committed to match it. And in The Guardian, the Grattan Institute housing expert, Brendan Coates, said that this scheme just highlights the difficulty that the coalition has in wanting to help first-home buyers without hurting anyone. But the reality is first-home buyers can only win if someone else loses. What do, what do they mean? Well, Who's what losing? they're trying to do is Labor has put into their policy that they're going to get rid of negative gearing, which benefits the older generations. And that's the way that they're going to kind of help the housing market, which has been seen as a big issue. To stop investors buying the first homeowners. Yes, to right. get, yeah, to buying the first homeowners out and to get a positive tax, a negative tax return yep. so that they get money back. So Coalition don't want to do that because they don't want to alienate their older voting uh, voters. I.e. <laughs> their entire yeah. fan base. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what they're trying to do is say, hey, we're not going to do that and we're also going to give some money to the younger first home buyers so that they can get into the market. So they're really trying to play to everyone. But in doing that, I have a couple of issues with it, but I was wondering whether you guys think it's a good idea to begin with. Uh, Amy, can you go first? Because um, as someone who doesn't have a home and has just decided to spend what may have gone to their home deposit on a trip to Amsterdam to live permanently, I'm probably not in the best position to give an educated commentary on this. You could rustle up your 5% dimmer, I reckon. Um, Look, do I like this? I don't mind it. When I bought my first house, there was the first homeowner's grant. Uh, That certainly did help, you know, was contributed towards the the deposit for sure. I think first homeowners are really battling and they do need some assistance. So I I absolutely do agree that policy is required. The negative gearing thing is interesting because it feels like by not getting rid of negative gearing, but by topping up first homeowners, it's like we're just going to inflate the market again, aren't we? That's exactly the way I see it too, because, you know, it will just mean that people go, oh, okay, great. Well, I can purchase a property that might be a little bit out of my price range originally, but then it also means that everybody else kind of raises the the prices as well. So I actually don't know if it's going to be in the long run a better term solution for anyone. And they've still got to repay it. Yes. You've still got to... Well, and that's the thing because yeah. Scott Peck, the Barefoot Investor, in his um, email to his subscribers this week said, this is clearly a stupid policy oh, wow. <laughs> saying that it's not helping people but harming them by helping them to get in over their heads. So his argument is that by saving for a 20% deposit, you're entering into a 30-year contract. You need to be able to have staying power. And so by 
raising that 20%, you're proving that you are capable of paying off this loan. If you're doing 5%, getting into a property that might be way above what you would normally be able to pay off, then you're actually getting into more difficulty in the long run. So, which I really um, think is a really interesting point of view. And it's interesting that Labor's just jumped in and said, yes, we agree to it. Mm. Um, So I think they're just doing whatever they can at the moment to win. It feels a little bit like what happened in the US market, don't you think? Like how they were giving off, they were giving, the banks were giving more loans to people who perhaps weren't in a, in a good position to be able to pay them back. And, you know, we all know what happened after that. We've all watched The Big Short. I know I have. <laughs> and I still don't quite understand it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's going to be really interesting. Saturday certainly will be big for millennials. There's lots of policies targeting. So we will wait with bated breath and see whether this policy does kick into gear or not. Or, in fact, the baby boomers on their cruises, they might have to find a little embassy nook to go into so they can vote to keep their negative gearing. (laughs) Otherwise, they might be out. All right, so we'll check in next week and see what happens. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right, so something we've been noticing, all of us have noticed, I'm not sure if this is a Dutch phenomenon as well, Dimmer. Uh, let's start again. Okay, so we've noticed a social phenomenon. Phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that too. <laughs> I really haven't had much sleep. Okay. Okay, so we've we've noticed a social phenomenon. There are female <laughs> I'm gonna change the word. Just change the word. Okay. Dim, there's something interesting hard. happening in traffic at the moment. <laughs> something weird is happening lately. Oh colleagues, you can keep some of this because it oh, might be okay. All right. There's a thing happening. Third time's a charm. Let's go for it. Dim, I've now recorded this intro three times. Tell us what you're thinking. There's something happening. <laughs> Go forth. Something weird is happening. As Amy says, there's a phenomenon happening in Australia In my recently. defence, I'm going on about two hours sleep and I can't, can no longer pronounce my words. So, so Dim is going to take over this segment. Go forth. Dim, so she's right. There is a phenomenon happening in Australia at the moment. I nailed it. There are, there is an increase in female traffic controllers around Australia, according to an article by Daniela Militech for The Age publication. So, this is kind of a little bit hearsay. The article is like, there's no official records. And then when you try to find official records, there are no official records. But a lot too. of people reckon, very anecdotal, but people really are pretty sure though. It's like kind of like 100% sure, like maybe. So one company did say that of their 50 traffic controllers, 80% of them are women. So there is a little bit of an increase in traffic controllers maybe that are women. And people are saying that this is a really great thing for diversity and equality and yay women, we're 
getting into construction and trade. And I'm just really interested to hear what you guys think about this. Is it, are we done? Do we have equality now, do you reckon? My thing about the article was that one, it was very anecdotal and it was like, we've interviewed two people and they like it. But the biggest (laughs) contentious issue was that they're doing really well because women are calmer. So it's reducing traffic incidences and people are happier to be stopped by women traffic controllers. And I just kind of went, what? Do you know why I reckon it is? And this is going to be controversial. Because they hire hot traffic controllers. Have you noticed this? The girls, women, sorry, but they are (laughs) predominantly like in their early 20s. Young girls. Young girls. Mm are always pretty much made up, mm, often got glamorous like tradey outfits on and hair down, often wearing quite a bit of makeup. The ones this is I'm talking about because we've had ongoing roadworks in our area now for a year, so I see the same group mm. in different pockets and I'm constantly amazed at how made up these girls are. And I was like, what's going on? Is this the new like – Insta influencer thing to do? Are they beauty vloggers and they're like getting a bit of side hustle on? But I don't know what it is, but they seem like really good looking. Yeah, I've noticed that too, actually. And I have noticed a market increase in it too. Yeah. And from this article, they can earn up to 130000 So why wouldn't For you? holding a stop sign. For holding a stop sign. Oh Did you Lord. not read the article that I said? No. <laughs> But I know. But I saw the topic. It was like, like it's leading yeah. line, Amy. Come on, man. No, but I my, really agree with it. There but, are more women. Yeah, I've noticed it too. And they are very smiley. They're very smiley, which is what they say in the article. That what? That's why it's a bit calmer. So I just. Oh, I kind of hate it. I do oh, too. I, but I kind of love that they're in that industry now. No, and at least it's, it's a like way in, it's though. like yay! We finally made it. We get to hold the sign. We get to hold a sign, everybody. We did it. Yay, gender I equality. I know. That's how I feel too, Dima. I'm like, give them a jackhammer or something. Surely they're Seriously. capable of that. I wonder what you that's don't know. Exactly. Maybe, that's, maybe that's the entry level, like in an apprenticeship on a building site, and then you learn your trade and you go into it. Because you can't it's just still, come in and hold a jackhammer, I assume. <laughs> no, Do you know what not. else makes me really upset about this? The fact that there is such better pay for this compared to like childcare. So in this yeah. article, Amy, I'll give you a quick summary. They say that <laughs> you get paid more than in a, in a traditionally feminine role, such as like looking after children. And as you know, Amy, that's extremely challenging. I've done it and I was exhausted by the end of the day. It's hard work. And I certainly we was not getting paid 130000 a year. I'm going to go and get a stop sign. <laughs> I know, but this is so bullshit. This is just exactly why there is inequality between men and women, that men are getting paid this much in a typically male-dominated role to do nothing. I'm Not nothing, sorry. I know it's a very important role to all these people doing it. But comparatively, if you're looking at, you know, taxing jobs, childcare yes. is really, really taxing. It is, but I was also thinking a lot of these, it's a per-hour wage and a lot of them would be doing overnight or weekends, so not in my of- suburb. <laughs> They're like doing ten to two. <laughs> well, I don't think they'd be on one hundred thirty thousand. I reckon they might be. They've got a really good glam going on. Anyway, we've got to move on. Speaking of glam, the bitter beauty feud. Have you heard of it? It is going down right now. So I, as had, we speak, as we speak, I had <laughs> never heard of all these people. Never <laughs> I until 
people started talking about these people and then I was got really interested. So basically, it's a battle of the beauty vloggers. Not bloggers, vloggers. Do you know what a vlogger is? Let me tell you. A vlogger <laughs> is a video blogger. Ah, oh, you learn something new every day. So not I already s- knew that. Oh, okay. I'm learning stuff. No, it's good, Amy. Good. Keep going. For all this of the is- older listeners here. <laughs> Least I know what YOLO is now. That took me a while. In our family WhatsApp, Amy said. Mum told you that. Yeah, I'm mum pretty told sure Mum was YOLO? the one who actually told you what YOLO means. And I like it. Anyway, um, there is a massive beauty feud going on. So basically, let me give you the lowdown. US YouTube star James Charles. So James Charles is a massive beauty vlogger. He had millions and millions of subscribers, but in three days he managed to lose nearly three million of them due to a massive fallout with a fellow beauty vlogger and his mentor called Teddy Westbrook. So basically this 19-year-old rose to fame in 2016 he um, did so by redoing his yearbook photos with like glam and lighting and so forth, and he went nut- mental. Since really? then, he became a YouTube sensation, amassing 16.5 million followers with an estimated net worth. Hold your horses, like, don't get your stop signs out for this one. $12.5 million, they estimate his worth. Crazy. Crazy. So he was going really well until Coachella. And gummy bears. Where everything falls apart. Seriously. It's the, it's the influencer's downfall. It really is. Influencers need to really check themselves at Coachella. So he went to Coachella, felt a bit scared, and the gummy bears, um, the vitamin gummy bears, which have made been made famous by the Kardashians, they're called Sugar Bear Sugar Bear Hair. They're the gummy vitamin brand. They came to the rescue with some security. Charles claims that they then gave him a security team and he reciprocated with sponsored YouTube posts. Now, you would think that's all fine, but the problem is Charles received a lot of help from this Tati Westbrook. Tati, I think her name Tati, is. is it? Tati. Tati. In my okay. research. So Westbrook basically, I'm just going to call her Westbrook because I can't do all the first things. <laughs> We're just simplifying today. So Westbrook basically, she's got her own version of these gummy bear type of brand. It's called Halo. And she basically cracked it and said, how dare you, on YouTube, of course, everything's gone down on YouTube, said, how dare you do this? He came back with, well, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. And then she came back with a 47-minute rant. Which you watched? I did not watch (laughs) it all. No, I did not. But I did read about it and I saw clips about um, what all of James Charles's issues are, of which there are a plethora she's now claiming. This led to a nearly 3 million drop in subscribers basically overnight. He's gone into hiding. He's somewhere in Australia actually. And she in turn received a three, nearly $3 million increase. So, oh. yeah, so basically he's lost his subscribers and, they've, and the ones he's lost have gone feral and she's picked up basically his subscribers. Now, even the Kardashians have stopped following him. What is going on? I'm so confused. I didn't even know these people until like three hours ago. Too much. And now, how are these people functioning in this world? And what is going on? And how can you lose? Like, so many questions. Tell me, Elle, what what are you thinking about this? Uh, I'm the same. I hadn't heard of these people until a couple of days ago and actually posted something on Instagram because I just saw it kept popping up. And I I thought, is this, am I old? Which I know I am, but am I really (laughs) old that I don't know anything about this? And then I started Googling. And uh, I've got a lot of feels about this 
issue. My first one is he's 19, you stuff up. She's 37, she should know better. That's my first yes. initial gut reaction. Yes. Like, yes. grow up, understand that he might not necessarily have, you know, his the full understanding of things and handle this privately. But then their yes, whole lives are Yes, she seems like online. she's in the schoolyard. Yeah. She's, like, acting like a 17-year-old girl being like, Martha said to Betty that you called me fat and now I hate you. Like, like I get she can be upset like. and I was kind of thinking if a friend had done that to me and I'd worked really hard on this product and then they came in and I, I get that. It's business and friendship and that is can be tricky. But handle it privately, I think. But then this is how they get their followers. So I guess your whole life is on the line and you – this is what you do to resolve things. So I, I think that's kind of my initial thing. The other thing that I've thought about is that in his first video, he said that he was suffering from a lot of anxiety and that's why he, that's why he took the gummy bears. That's why he took the gummy bears. Mm. And in her video, she has said that she was feeling really lost in her community, especially on YouTube. And I just thought oh, that's, that's the key of it. They're just both feeling so, I think, unloved and anxious and, um, it comes out in this vitriol that now I think could really if it has a huge impact on James Charles' mental health. I'm mm. really I'm worried about him. Like mm. you know, I am. I now that think... I know who this guy is, I'm really concerned about. I him. mean, in the last five hours that I've got my head around this guy, I'm quite concerned. <laughs> Call guy. me James. If you want to Ellen's chat. leading the campaign to find James Charles in Australia. You guys, don't worry, she's going to look out for him. But I just think this thing, if, if thinking the whole world hates you and the Kardashians hate you, mm. it has a huge impact on anyone, let alone a 19-year-old beauty vlogger who has anxiety issues anyway. Mm. I just think that's very, very worrying mm. for me. I mean, Dim, I you're a young millennial. Have you heard of this guy? <laughs> no, I have not heard of this guy at all. The first that I heard about this guy was a video of this girl dancing and on my Instagram and she was dancing in like an interpretive way and the caption was like dancing to James Charles's apology <laughs> and I was so confused and I listened to it and she watched, she was dancing to him being like, hey, you guys, and she's like doing this dance, um, which is in retrospect we'll, is we'll very funny. We'll post that on our Instagram. Yeah, it's actually very funny now. I, I get it. But no, that was the first I knew. And when I did look into it, I thought the same as you, Ellen. I thought, Tati, come on, mate. You're a bit older than him. You can you can Rise handle above. this in a big girl way mm. and just like subtly, you know, say something to reporters that could be misconstrued or construed however they want. I don't think you have to do a 47-minute video. I think that's a bit much. In her defence. Um, to this young, poor boy. In her defence, I think she did try to reach out. She, they talked. They talked and he. they talked about it. Mm. So well, they did resolved. and she was like, I'm not happy with this apology. I'm still angry. My, I think my big thing is that, have you guys read So You've Been Publicly Shamed by John Ronson? No. That's a book that I've well, I didn't finish it. <laughs> I didn't finish it. But I did start it. And the reason I didn't finish it is because it was a bit too real because I used to work for a, a quite recognised company and it was a real risk of being publicly shamed. And this book basically outlines all of these people who got publicly shamed and it completely ruined their careers. And they're always young and they always did one thing yeah. and then the internet is like, no, nah, we hate you now. And it literally ruins your life. You cannot get employed. 
Well, it's the like, cancel culture so, that people just automatically write people off. And I was also thinking in our prison systems now, we have restorative justice where they get to sit around and talk about the impact and, you know, all of that kind of thing. And yet on a beauty vlogger, you're automatically cancelled. You have no right of reply, no court, no judgment. He hasn't done anything illegal at all. He's done something that some people perceive as a bit in poor taste to a friend. Like yeah, really? exactly. he did a few more things than that, but you know, he, not not illegal stuff. But there's a lot of history, a lot of context yes. under this. But yeah, there's lots of claims. Yeah, but, and also he was that guy that was like um, posted the photo of him at the Met Gala and was like, um, "Thank you so much for inviting me to the Met Gala. I'm really pleased that finally um, influencers are recognised, <laughs> and I'm just so happy that I can lead this." Um, trend or something. Yeah, yeah. And there were lots of representation about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Elle, I think there's an opportunity here for you to have restorative um, justice <laughs> for beauty vloggers. I will sit them down in yeah. a circle. I'll talk about who's been harmed. Yeah, I reckon there's And plenty. what the course of action should be. I love it. This is a great idea. Okay. This is the next generation. Yeah. And I'll film it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so next week, tune in. We will have a restorative circle for the beauty vloggers and we will sort you all out. All right, quick fire recommendations. L, go. Oh, you do this to me every time and I've got to get my notes back up. Okay, mine is The Arsonist by Chloe Hooper. This sounds very horrible because it's a real-life thriller about trying to catch the Black Saturday arsonist in the small town of Churchill. Ooh. Yeah, that's how I thought. My friend recommended it to me and I thought, look, I'll give it a try. I like Chloe Hooper. She did The Tall Man, which was about an um, uh, Aboriginal man who had been Palm Island, killed it? in yeah. Palm Island. Yep. I started reading it. I could not put it down. I think I'm about three quarters of the way through. It's taken me two days to read it. It is the most beautifully written book. It's like a fictional non-fiction. And if you have some um, history with fire or bushfire in your family, I wouldn't read it because it, it is quite descriptive. But the way that she goes into so much research and so much detail about what happened on the day of the detectives and how they've done their research into trying to catch this guy... It's amazing and she's just the most beautiful writer. So mm. if you're new to um, just a really great book, The Arsonist by Chloe Hooper. Mm, good one. Firefighters are very clever. Like they, I didn't know, I think I read a, a different book and they have to know so much about where the origin came from and yeah. the wind direction, right? Like yeah, it's a man and that's how the book starts, how they track where the fire started, um, how they track where it spread and then they can zero in on the smallest little square of space to find mm. out exactly the pinpoint where they think the arsonist started and then they backtrack and go to witnesses and it's just incredible the mm. work that they do. So it's very, very fascinating. Go on. Dima, I believe you have an anti-recommendation, which goes against the rules of the recommendations. It's true. I've, I've flipped it on its head. You are but crazy. It's for a good reason because this could draw our listeners in like it drew me in and I just want them to go into this eyes wide open. There is a movie currently on Netflix called Rough Night. It was released in 2017. The blurb says... Um, Jess is an engaged politician who reunites with three of her college friends for a wild bachelorette weekend in Miami. The night of hard partying soon takes a hilariously dark turn when a male stripper accidentally dies at their beach house. Amid the craziness of trying to cover it up, the women ultimately find themselves becoming closer when it matters most. So this was 
seemingly a, a really fun, hilarious quote movie starring some really, really great actresses, Scarlett Johansson, Zoe Kravitz, Kate McKinnon, wow. Gillian Bell, Alana Glazer, yeah. Paul Downs, Ty Burrell, and Demi Moore. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is she still like, around? Star cast. surprising she in many ways. amazing yeah, she would in this movie. Yeah. She looks hot as. Mm. It is so bad. I, I was upset the whole time because it's just so bad. I first became upset when Kate McKinnon, decided, not decided, it's written into her character that she's Australian and she does not sound Australian and I'm not quite sure what language she sounds like but to give you a a, a slight preview of what she says, she says, I'm a vegan. So whatever the accent that is. You're kidding, you're sort of kidding me, right? Is this a practical joke? No cartoons. I think it's an American-Australian. I read some, so I, I obviously, you know, I have strong feelings about this, but I was like, I'm going to be backed up, I know, by the internet. And it did not disappoint. One of the reviews said, to steal a quip from Roger Ebert, Ebert, oh God, that's embarrassing. Ebert, is he famous? I hope not. Anyway, writing about 1998's more than superficially similar, very bad things. This isn't a bad movie, just a reprehensible one. But actually, I disagree because it is just bad. Another person said, uh, Louisa Moore, she said, the plot is thin, the characters shallow, and the laughs non-existent. And I think that really sums it up. Did you finish it? Did you watch the whole thing, though? Yeah, (laughs) So you don't finish a good book, but you'll finish a crap movie. That's what we're learning on this recommendation. Mm, they drew me in. I was like, surely it's something's good's going to happen. It didn't. How, how I was are tired the and... how are the Dutch different? Do we know that yet? <laughs> um, I've I just learned about William of Orange, um, and that's I'm still about twenty pages in, but I'm still going. Okay, I add a little bit more. I just chip, chip, chip away. Okay, fine. All right, my recommendation is also Netflix, but it's it's a recommend it's a genuine recommendation. It's not an anti, and it is called Dead to Me. I know Elle's watched a bit of it because we've watched it together. Yeah, um, it's, it's starring Ooh, Christina yes, Applegate and yeah, Linda Cardellini and James Marsden. It is about a woman whose husband has recently died in a hit of run, hit and run, and she befriends um, this other woman, Judy, at a grief group. It is dark. It's quite a dry humour. It's definitely imperfect. Like they don't look perfect. Um, The character of Christina Applegate has had a double mastectomy like Christina Applegate. Mm -hmm. Um, It is funny. It's like Um, a thriller as well at some point. You don't quite know where it's going to twist and turn and the character's just really fascinating. They're really complex. Um, There's some great little plot lines in there, um, dealing with grief, dealing with anger, dealing with weird friendships. I'm really enjoying it. I'm plugging all the way through like it's it's been a great one to to watch and I would thoroughly recommend getting on board. I think you end up completely binging because it's um, very addictive. So yeah, yeah. Okay, so cool. Recommendations. Now we will end the day. On a mantra. You sound like you're starting, you know, doing your namaste. Yeah, I feel like I'm just Come to the end of our practice. Yeah. (laughs) Now we sleep. Now we sleep. I actually did a yoga class here in Amsterdam. It must be a Dutch thing. (laughs) Was that in the book? No? (laughs) (laughs) Chapter four. I haven't got to that chapter yet, but I'm assuming there's a whole chapter on yoga practice. 
And she, at the start of the class, was like, let me set your intention for the class. It's about climate change. And then she read us an article (gasps) all about how the world is ending because of climate change and how we should all become vegans. Um, So this is similar to a yoga class in that sense because we've kind of talked about the issues. This is more uplifting. We have a mantra. Okay. (laughs) Because that was dark and it was hard work to do yoga after it. Yeah. 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 There's not a lot we can. Anyway. That's a different topic. So this is old mate Glennon Doyle again, and it really speaks to me because I am a, a recovering people pleaser and often it is very hard to just do what you think is the right thing to do and, and worry less about what others think and just really um, own your decisions. And Glennon Doyle is just, she always has a brilliant line for everything, I think. And her one that really stuck with me, and I put it on the Insta um, account the other day, is We must do what we need to do. Those who disapprove will either come around or stop coming around. Either way, lovely. And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course that's the truth. I hear you, sister. That is exactly right. Just do what you've got to do. If people don't like it, well, that's fine. They'll either get there or they won't. And either way, it's fine. It's okay, James. Do what you've got to do with the gummy bears. That's right. Yes. And Tati, if you need to vent, you, know, you can join Ellen's restorative nicer. circle. <laughs> I feel like this could really support people doing bad things. But anyway, that's okay. That's true. You've just got to steal money. People will either approve or they won't. Either way, lovely. <laughs> that's true. Don't do anything illegal. On that note, that's been the Millennial Divide. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. If you've liked what you've heard, listen for free in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, rate and review and subscribe. Subscription is really key. So please do sign up and we will keep talking to you. Join the conversation on Insta and Facebook and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. And thanks to our producer, Claire, and also Raw Collings for your editing. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.